You're in the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Well, Chris O'Brien is taking another week off. It has kind of a crazy schedule after getting back home, so we're going to give him a little bit of rest, but you will hear him again in After the Paracast. So Kurt Collins has kindly agreed to stick with me again, and he's going to work with me on this week's episode. And we have a really fascinating guest. So welcome back, Kurt. Thank you. I was surprised to be asked again, but glad to help out. Now, I want to remind everyone that we have a second radio show that we need to tell you about. Not the Tech Night Out Live, my technology show. A second paranormal show called After the Paracast. After the Paracast is only available if you subscribe to the Paracast Plus to find out more, you go to plus.theparacast.com, P-L-U-S.theparacast.com. It entails a modest monthly subscription fee. So it's $5 a month, which means you get the ad-free version of the show, and you also get after the Paracast. You're paying like 62 and a half cents for each if you go for the monthly deal. And if you go for a year, it's $50. If you go for five years, it's 175 And those who subscribe for a year or more get a free copy of Chris O'Brien's great book, trend-setting book called Stalking the Tricksters. From Chris O'Brien, the ebook version, it will be mailed to you after you sign up for a year or more with the Paracast Plus. Again, it's the only way to hear after the Paracast, plus.theparacast.com. Now, we're digesting, Kurt and I, the appearance last week of James Carrion. And whether you agree with him or not, whether you agree that the ghost rockets and possibly Roswell, which is something he was strongly saying, that Roswell and the ghost rockets were done as a result of intelligence activities, not because we were visited by E.T., whether you agree with those suppositions or not, should we continually question everything we do? Because if we don't, the skeptics will, and sometimes they'll be right. What do you think, Kurt? Well, I think that's a good point, and there are a lot of things that that we have. Uh, there's a lot of information, but there's not a lot of uh, of hard uh, data and and evidence. And so, some of the things that we've sort of stacked up as possibles, it's a good, very good thing to go back and examine them, see how they fit together. And and Karen's bringing up some very interesting points about the military intelligence because they're involved one way or another in the investigation, the cover up. Or possibly, as he's saying, creating some of these uh, these situations that led to UFO reports. So, yeah, very well worth uh, examining. And he may be wrong. He may be partly correct. But remember, he has also looked over thousands and thousands of documents where this behavior is actually written down. It's not supposition. It's not speculation. This stuff is written down. And inferences and conclusions can be made as a result of that. It's not something he just made up in his armchair one evening. That's right. If nothing else, the examples he provides of, of these military intelligence operations are a good clue as to how the cases are being worked by the military. And and you can go and you can check his, his material now, the conclusions he draws and the lines he draws between them. Now, that's something we can question. But I found some solid material there. It's very, you know, it's interesting if I think uh, the Cold War historians would be interested too. But certainly the UFO buffs need to take a look at look at it because it, it's some connecting tissue. It's important. And the thing to bear in mind here, 
is that even if all the ghost rockets were intelligence activities, even if Roswell was not a spaceship and there was no alien and there was no alien depicted in these Roswell slides, it doesn't mean there's no UFO mystery. It doesn't mean we don't have thousands upon thousands of sightings that we cannot explain. But the faster we get rid of the stuff that's really the chaff, the stuff that really isn't real, the faster we'll make progress. If we spend all our time with cases that have stuff about them that's very, very suspicious, it's just wasting everyone's time. And I'm not saying that ghost rockets weren't real or that Roswell was some kind of intelligence thing. But if it was, so what? Get over it. You're right. There's a lot of haystack and very few pins. And, you know, if, if somebody can come along and move some of that out of our way so that we can concentrate on, we'll still, we're going to have mysteries, but there's just such a mass of hoaxes, frauds, confusion, rumor, and that, you know, you should, you know, I appreciate it if, if someone can, can clear that. Well, we have somebody today who is another no-nonsense guy in the UFO field. He was back on the show, oh, quite a few months ago. In fact, as we speak to show you how we attempt to be current and up-to-date here, I'm going to look up the exact date. On June 1st, 2004, we featured George Wingfield. Of course, we covered his interest in crop circles, cattle mutilations, and all sorts of things. But the point that you get when you talk to him is that he is a no-nonsense kind of guy, and he's not afraid to speak his mind about a lot of issues. First thing we need to ask him about is his seven Fs. Excuse me? He's got seven Fs. and I don't want to spill it. We have to hear it from him. You're not talking about my high school grades. No. I, well, you know, these may be you. This may be ufology's bad grades, seven Fs. So we, well, we'll have to hear. I have to wonder, of course, how many grades certain people in the UFO field have received when they fake their credentials. Uh, know, last week we were talking about David Roundtree and about this information that came to light that his military background may have been fabricated, at least in part, that his educational background, and he's not responding to that, by the way. No, he's not really answering those serious questions. And that is a problem. It's, oh, it's, apparently this is in uh, UFO's DNA because this goes back so far. Uh, certainly Professor Adamski and, and I think Dr. George uh, Hunt Williamson. Um, oh, boy. Professor Adamski. Now, he got away with that because he said that was just a title, a friendship. I remember when I was a young whippersnapper snapping that whip in Brooklyn, New York. And the local mail carrier would say to me, you're going to be a professor someday. And then later on, I said, you know, maybe I will be a professor. I wasn't. And then the late Long John Nebel on his radio show characterized himself as a professor of ignorance. Now, George Adamski claimed that was an honorary title, that people called him professor. He didn't claim to have those educational qualifications. But one of the people he associated with, one of his followers, George Hunt Williamson, did claim to have degrees, and those degrees were faked. And we're supposed to take these people more seriously because of these credentials. And um, 
it seems, uh, well, I, I find it a very unpleasant practice. You know, let the, let the data stand on its own. You know, it's nice if a scientist has looked at it, but um, as far as a, as a witness or, or someone just presenting information to be studied, I don't think you've got to have a PhD. And I'll admit, I'm a college dropout, so maybe I have a little bias there. Well, Chris O'Brien spent five years at college. He did not graduate. I don't think we should take that away from him because Bill Gates didn't graduate. And Steve Jobs, as I mentioned last week, audited some college classes, but he did not graduate. And I guess they did sort of well. Absolutely. I, I think there's something for the the work that you're able to demonstrate that you do. I mean, you know, certainly uh, um, education is important, but I think all these people that you mentioned, you'll find that they weren't really slackers in, in uh, finding and developing and using information. Now, let me tell you, I'm not saying that having a higher education has no value. And I should tell you, my son has a couple of degrees, and he's working on one or two more. Well, of course, if a doctor didn't go to medical school, I'd be worried. If a lawyer didn't go to study law and pass the bar, I'd be worried. But there are a lot of fields where it doesn't matter. What matters now is that we've got George Wingfield coming up next with Gene and Kurt Collins you're in the Paracast. Hi, Coast to Coast listeners. I'm Kay Swirling from KSCO Radio in Santa Cruz. I'm 93 years old, and I'm a big fan of George Norrie because his topics and guests are fascinating and really get you thinking. George is just as bothered as I am by all the advertising you hear for toxic prescription drugs that make you sicker, not healthy. I prefer to give my body all 90 essential nutrients it needs for life to prevent disease, not compound it. My favorite complete supplement is Beyond Tangy Tangerine from Longevity, which I take every day along with EFA Plus and Beyond Osteo FX, which together are called the Healthy Start Pack. I recommend you go online to criticalhealthnews.com to purchase these products. That's criticalhealthnews.com or call 855-949-RADIO. Mike Stennerson for Midas Resources. At no time in history have precious metals been more important, certainly not in my 22 years in the industry. The dollar has lost over 90% of its value in the last 60 years. No fiat currency has ever survived the government printing presses. Ours is not immune. The time is now to be proactive. 1-800-686-2237, extension 116. Anything tied to the dollar is at risk. CDs, annuities, 401ks, IRAs, stocks, bonds, you name it, so decide. Do you want to leave a legacy of wealth or debt for your family? The choice is yours. Call me at 1-800-686-2237, extension 116. That's 1-800-686-2237, extension 116. Be proactive, not reactive. Call 1-800-686-2237, extension 116. 
Hi, this is Steve Sanchez, and based on a recent study, it was found that 57 million Americans had legal issues over the last 12 months, but only 60% of those studied sought out the services of a lawyer. Why? In a nutshell, affordability. While well, my friends at Legal Shield have created a solution that can help you not if, but when you need an attorney. For as little as $17 per month, Legal Shield will provide you unlimited access to qualified attorneys at an accomplished law firm for advice and counsel on legal issues no matter how serious or trivial. For over 40 years and with 1.4 million families across North America, Legal Shield can help you, the loyal GCN listener. Representatives are standing by now to answer your questions, so call them now at 1-855-340-SAVE. That's 1-855-340-7283 or visit them at lsprotection.com. That's lsprotection.com. Results will vary from case to case. Most people know that drinking pure high alkaline pH water is the most important factor in maintaining high energy and vibrant health. Most experts agree that the water you drink should be at a pH level of 8 or higher. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops combine a unique formula of the most alkaline minerals. Using Plasma pH Drops is the best way to make your water alkaline to help you get rid of acid and regain your health and energy. Simply put 10 drops in the water you drink to raise the pH to a healthy level. Alkalizing water helps your body rid itself of acidic waste and increases the oxygen content of your body. Disease organisms like bacteria, viruses, and cancer cannot survive in an alkaline high pH environment. Order your bottle of AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops now by going directly to AlkaVision.com. That's A-L-K-A-Vision.com. Or call 269-409-1776. 269-409-1776 today. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. On the Paracast this week, we welcome a return appearance from what we call the irrepressible George Wingfield. Now, we had him on, oh, last year, summer of last year. And we had a fascinating time talking about a whole lot of interesting subjects And before we go on, I wanted, George, to first welcome you back to the PowerCast, but ask you if you formed any reactions yet to the claims from the former MUFON international director, James Carrion, that the ghost rockets of the mid-40s were just intelligence activities, and he's also conveying the strong impression that Roswell was the same thing. What's your perception? Well, I read uh, James Carrion's book, which is called The Rosetta Deception, and uh, it's quite clear that there was a lot of deception was going on as regards deceiving the Soviet Union into thinking this or thinking that. I'm sure that that is a principal element or or a very important element in the uh, ghost rocket events of that time. As for uh, Roswell, Something definitely did crash at Roswell. I don't think anyone disputes that. And it then, subsequently, the whole thing got hijacked by various interested parties, including people who wrote books about Roswell and people who claimed that this was definitely an alien flying saucer which crashed at Roswell. And, of course, a lot of this 
a lot of the material which was supplied to people like um, William Moore pointed in this direction. And that was, uh, we know now that a lot of that was uh, disinformation, which is coming principally from uh, the AFOSI people in uh, Kirtland Air Force Base, New Mexico, and also from the NSA people who, who were in on this huge deception, which is pulled on Paul Benoit. Now, do you think here that there was a reason why suddenly, 30 years after the fact, William Moore, Stanton Friedman, suddenly they're getting all this information about Roswell? Nobody cared about Roswell for 30 years. No, no, you're absolutely right. And I, I think, uh, in my estimation, I'm not an expert on Roswell. Um, it was probably a mogul balloon, which was crashed on the uh, Brazil ranch. The, if you read all, all, all the reports, um, it was very flimsy material. There was not a huge amount of it. And the, from the descriptions I've read, it sounds much more like a balloon train, that's a number of, uh, quite a large number of balloons all lashed together, um, like the Mogul balloon. And that was a top secret project. And that's why it had to be sort of covered up. And people were told that this was a meteorological balloon, pretty ordinary sort of thing. And there was a, a lot of cover up and a lot of brushing all that under the carpet at the time because it was a top-secret project. Um, okay, 30 years on, we've got into a different sort of thing. And uh, I think if you really want to find the reasons for why all that started coming out, you can read the book uh, by Greg Bishop called Project Beta. Tell our <laughs> listeners about Project Beta. Now, we've had Greg Bishop on the show, so we have wow. a sense of what he has to say. But for the sake of listeners who don't follow all this stuff day in, day out, what did Project Beta contend? Well, but basically, you had this guy, Paul Benavitz, who, who, who was a scientist, and he was living in a house right across, right across the street from Kirtland Air Force Base, which is on the edge of Albuquerque, New Mexico. And he, um, he made scientific equipment. He, he was a very smart guy, but he started seeing curious lights and the movement at night of various lights operating in an extraordinary way on the base or over the weapons storage area, which is called Manzano, where they stored atomic weapons. And he became absolutely intrigued by this, and he thought that these were UFOs. He thought what he was seeing were UFOs flying into uh, Manzano uh, and flying out of there. And he got together a huge amount of sort of scanning gear and electronic gear to observe what was going on. And immediately the, the Air Force people on the base, security people, became aware of what he was up to. They uh, started ask, asking him questions. In fact, he, he went to all sorts of people. He, he was putting it out to senators. He even wrote a letter to President Reagan saying he thought that this was the beginning of an invasion from outer space by aliens in flying saucers. And the um, NSA people, who, who were obviously concerned about security and, and whether the Soviets might possibly be spying on top-secret activities at the base, started monitoring 
uh, monitoring Benowitz very carefully and feeding him disinformation. That was the start of it all. And the uh, villain here, the central villain who's spearheaded this effort, is a man called Richard Doty, who I don't think you've had on the Paracast yet, but you've heard plenty about him. You know what? We have tried to get him on the Paracast. There's a story about that. This goes back to our previous co-host before Chris O'Brien joined the show, where we wrote to him, and of course he's very flaky and very demanding, and I thought we had it nailed down. And then almost the last minute, not the night before, but maybe a few days before, he says, I'm not going to do it. And that was it. So I think he finds it better to pretend to be secretive. And I wonder here how much of this is play acting and whether this guy, even though he admittedly had credentials, is engaged in kind of self-aggrandizement where he's trying to boost his ego by pretending to be more than what he really is. It's like a game. Well, I I think um, he is a self-confessed liar. I mean, he has confessed on many occasions. He was feeding disinformation to Paul Benowitz, to Linda Howe, and to William Moore. They all received disinformation, which is a mixture of truth and lies. Of course, the trick is knowing how much is truth and how much is lies. Uh, I'm inclined to think that the majority of it was lies, and I think that uh, Doty was ideally suited to this role because he, he's, um, he sounds to me to be a pathological liar, which is one of those people who, after a bit, doesn't really know the difference between what's true and what's not true. And um, he, 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 he has been doing this for God knows how many years now. And I think uh, he was also associated with the Project Serpo hoax, which appeared on the internet about um, probably about 10 years ago, all of that stuff. Well, Project Serpo was one of these things where supposedly we had this foreign exchange program with the aliens, where we sent our pilots there and aliens came here and we exchanged technology. Now, if you read the stuff, I read some of that stuff, and I've got to tell you that it read as if it was a science fiction story written by an 11-year-old. They were talking about alien bathroom practices and things. I mean, it was completely silly. And before we get too silly, let me tell our listeners, we've got George Wingfield here, Our guest co-host this week is Kurt Collins. More to come with Gene and Kurt. You're in the Paracast. Great minds think alike. The network for the independent-minded. The Genesis Communications Network. GCN. Is there a secret UFO agenda? Do strange creatures from the darkest corners of the mind roam the earth? Is there evidence for mind control, time travel, or devious government conspiracies? Find out the inside scoop on the latest conspiracies, paranormal activity, and Freudian phenomena when you subscribe to Tim Beckley's Conspiracy Journal. It's jam-packed with stories, special book and DVD promotions, and the best news, it's absolutely free, sent right to your mailbox. Plus, a bonus free email newsletter sent out every Friday. Simply send an email with your name and address to MrUFO at WebTV.net. That's MrUFO at WebTV.net. Find out what they 
don't want you to know. Did you know that drinking pure, high alkaline water is one of the most important factors in maintaining high energy and vibrant health? Most experts agree that the water you drink should be at a pH level of 8 or higher. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops, available only at AlkaVision.com, combine a unique formula of only the most alkaline minerals. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops alkalize your water, ridding the body of harmful toxins, and helps you regain health and energy. Alkalizing your water by simply adding 10 drops of AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops helps the body rid itself of acidic waste, increases oxygen content, and raises the pH of your body to healthy levels. And bacteria and viruses cannot survive in an alkaline high pH environment. Order your bottle of AlkaVision Plasma pH drops for only $29.95 at AlkaVision.com. That's A-L-K-A-Vision.com. Or call 269-409-1776. 269-409-1776. Alkalize your body. Supercharge your health at AlkaVision.com today. By now, you may have heard a bit about Bitcoins. But did you know Bitcoins are now over an $8.5 billion market? And did you know that over 65,000 businesses now accept Bitcoins? Listen, if you're already earning Bitcoins or trying to make money in the Bitcoin market, you've got to know BidBit.co. Why? Because BidBit.co is where you can easily receive Bitcoins by selling and auctioning off your own personal items or promote business products and services for Bitcoins. You heard right. Whether personal or business, you can now buy, sell, and auction your products and services quickly, easily, and securely for Bitcoin at BidBit.co, the first and only marketplace website to offer BidBit escrow, a proprietary technology which gives buyers and sellers security and peace of mind because all transactions are protected. Start today. It's free to join, free to post, free to auction, and free to bid at BidBit.co. Buy, sell, bid, or auction everything Bitcoin. That's www.bidbit.co. BidBit.co. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy. And get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional and installation you control what you watch when you watch it record your favorite shows pause and rewind live tv even skip the commercials watch local channels too at just $19.99 what are you waiting for pull out your major credit or debit card call 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV say goodbye to the cable guy cut costs and get more 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV Hi, it's Grant Cameron from PresidentialUFO.com. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. George Wingfield is here. Kurt Collins is supping as guest co-host. Chris O'Brien will be back on after the Paracast and also on next week's show. We've got George Wingfield. We're talking about the... Mirage Men, Project Beta, the presence of intelligence people running around, particularly in the 1980s. And you wonder here, and the thing that bothers me is, even though we know there is so much fakery going on, 
why some people in the UFO field are adamant that with Roswell, it had to be real no matter what. Sure, that's um, a lot of people who put their whole um, reputation and everything on Roswell. Stan Friedman being being one of them, of course. Back then, Kevin Randall, William Moore, everybody thought Roswell was real, and that's uh, was their starting point. But they've all gone in different directions. Obviously, Stan Friedman and Linda Howe will make a stand on Roswell, and they say it was all real. They have to because. Uh, they've been doing this for many years now, and if they concede that that was all nothing to do with alien spacecraft crashing uh, near Roswell, no one's going to believe anything they say anymore. Also, you wonder also, about things like Roswell slides to keep it alive. Well, Roswell slides, um, I haven't read about this, but this is a fairly recent thing, is it not, which uh, claim to be, what, photographs of crash disc at Roswell. Is that what we're talking about? No, we're talking about here two slides found in someone's home in Sedona, Arizona, years after the fact, Kodachrome slides, taken on an emulsion that was probably made in 1947, doesn't say when the photos were taken. Supposedly like an alien autopsy thing where you see an alleged alien creature. All right? Okay, but you know the alien autopsy was a complete scam. It was completely fraudulent. It was commissioned by Ray Santilli. And I'll give you another connection between the alien autopsy and what we've got to now with Mirage Man. This is something which a lot of people probably don't know on the Paracast, is that Mirage Man is an excellent documentary, and, and I absolutely follow and agree with the main thrust of it. Okay, Mirage Man, uh, which I think you've discussed already on, on the Paracast, was an excellent documentary about the disinformation project which was coming out of Kirtland Air Force Base and deceived so many people, headed by Richard Doty, who's the central character. He's uh, the villain, if you like, but he's also the central character in this documentary. And... Um, the reason the director of uh, Mirage Man was John Lundberg, which is probably not a name that many people in this country know about. But what Richard Doty was doing, disinformation, uh, false information, and deception, is exactly what John Lundberg has been into for over 20 years now. John Lundberg was one of the most prominent British crop circle makers, and uh, he spent years uh, making very elaborate crop circle formations and um, fooling a lot of people uh, who thought they were genuine or they'd be made by aliens or, I don't know, angelic agencies, whatever. Okay, this is something which really turned him on. It's rather like being a, a magician, you know, something extraordinary and miraculous appears in the crop fields, and a lot of people are taken in by it. Well, John Lundberg didn't stop there. He went on to, he, he forged a lot of UFO photographs, which he um, uh, ran by all sorts of UFO believers, and of course, many of them believe what he was saying. And then he was closely involved in the alien autopsy uh, film from 1995, uh, 
he he played a major role in making the that alien autopsy film for Ray Santelli, who he knew very well. And um, he was suddenly behind the camera. He may even have been in front of the camera in the alien autopsy in some of the scenes where you had a surgeon who was completely sort of covered in some uh, cloak to uh, obviously to to stop him picking up anything nasty from the supposed alien bodies. So can we can we consider here, George, that perhaps the Roswell slides is trying to resurrect the joys or the horror or the annoyances of the alien autopsy to bring it back for a 21st century audience? Yes, yes, I'm sure that someone has properly forged them. I I, I can't um, say that for certain because I haven't seen them, I haven't even looked at them or seen what's depicted, but it sounds remarkably like the... Um, the alien autopsy thing, and uh, with the alien autopsy, San- Ray Santilli, who, who was the um, man who commissioned all this and made a considerable sum of money out of the alien autopsy, he was telling everybody, it was, oh, it was filmed on, um, what is it, 8 millimeter film, which is what everyone was using in movie cameras in uh, 1947, and he said, I've sent a bit of the film off to the um, Kodak Labs in Rochester, New York, and here's a letter from them confirming that the film uh, I sent them was from 1947. And, and all of this complete fraud. Of course, he'd sent them a bit of film, which was from 1947. You can tell by the markings on the edge of the film. And they'd written back, said, yeah, the bit of film you sent us from 1947. Okay. That was nothing to do with um, any bit of film which had an alien alien body on it. Uh, it was just a bit of film he had. He knew all about film, and he did this to deceive people. And I think you'll probably find that the Roswell slides is something of the same kind. Now, the problem with Roswell slides is Supposedly they show an alien being in some process being autopsied, at least uh-huh. being cut apart. But that doesn't mean, number one, it's a real alien and not some kind of put-up job. Number two, it doesn't mean it came from Roswell. I mean, the no. chain of evidence is flaky beyond belief. You find something in somebody's home and you immediately assume, because the film came from 1947, that it must be Roswell, I think that's just a stretch beyond belief. Well, it sounds so remarkably similar to the scam which was being pulled by the alien autopsy, the supposed alien autopsy, that one might even um, speculate that the man behind it was one of the same men who did that. And uh, there you might have the name John Lundberg. He's never admitted it, but I know perfectly well from uh, what I saw at the time that he was involved in making the alien autopsy. Well, here's the thing that bothers me here about things like this, hoaxes like this. And I think no matter what they're saying now, they're just trying to oversell it. They're going to have to really produce a lot of evidence to show this is more than just a picture of something from anywhere. I think... I worry here what percentage of things that go on in the UFO field are the same thing, disinformation, hoaxes, etc. And how can you even take the subject seriously when you've got all this stuff going on? Or is this just something you sprinkle into the mix so people won't pay attention to the real evidence? You say disinformation, but I think if you 
And all you have to do is look on YouTube these days and you find endless bits of video and still photographs and goodness knows what of faked UFO footage, faked UFOs, uh, just any amount of it. And people like doing that. They like putting this sort of stuff up there because they deceive people. It's almost like an addictive drug. Okay, my God, we took in all these people who think this is a genuine UFO and well, this is a genuine alien body. And uh, I think you just get more and more and more of this. And I think your Russell slides are probably exactly the same thing. We're about a month away from the alleged event in Mexico City where we'll find out what's going on. Or maybe we won't find out anything. And what about the people who pay for that event? Can they get their money back? George Wingfield with Kurt Collins, Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. Independently leading the way for the nation. Compelling talk for every political persuasion. We are GCN. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. If the IRS has garnished your paycheck or seized money from your bank account, you need to get professional tax help now. Fast action is required to put a halt to these aggressive IRS collection tactics. You can count on the knowledgeable team of tax professionals at Wall & Associates. With over 30 years of experience, Wall & Associates has settled the tax problems of thousands of taxpayers for a small fraction of what they owed. For a free face-to-face consultation, call 1-800-425-4610 to put a wall between you and the IRS. 1-800-425-4610 or look for us on the web at wallandassociates.net. We solve tax problems. If you hire Walland Associates today, you'll never have to talk to the IRS again. To stop the levies and seizures today, take action now. Call Walland Associates at 1-800-425-4610. Wall and Associates. 1-800-425-4610. Based on actual cases, results may vary. Not a solicitation for legal services. The human body is extraordinary. Despite all the stresses we inflict upon it, it still works hard to stay in balance. Thousands upon thousands of people rely upon heart and body extract to help their body stay balanced. This excellent 100% natural herbal formula helps maintain healthy blood pressure levels, cleans arteries, promotes good circulation, balances cholesterol, and more. HB extract paired with healthy lifestyle choices like good nutrition and exercise can give you a life free of pain, sickness, and fear. Recapture your youthful vitality and experience your 
body healing itself with the aid of HB Extract. It's extremely effective and it starts working in just days. Visit HBExtract.com to learn more and to read scores of testimonials from satisfied customers. And we've never increased our price in over 10 years. That makes heart and body extract as great a value now as it was the first day we sold it. A healthy heart is a happy heart. Call 866-295-5305 or go to HBExtract.com. This alert just came in. This special announcement is for business owners and leaders of organizations who've been waiting for the right time to build. General Steel has made it impossible to wait any longer with rock-bottom prices that could save you thousands. That's right. General Steel, America's leader in pre-engineered structures, is offering buildings at prices you will never see again. Don't miss these prices. A 50 by 100 for $35,000. You heard right. That's 5,000 square feet for $35,000. Manufacturers, if you need a larger building, try a 100 by 100 commercial building for $129,000. You can't afford to rent with these prices. Imagine a 70 by 100 foot church building for under $69,000. With the economy improving and interest rates still at historic lows, you can't afford to wait. So call 866-91-STEEL. Lock in your price now. Call 866-91-STEEL. That's 866-917-8335. This is Robert Hastings, author of UFOs and Nukes, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So Chris O'Brien is taking another week off. He's had kind of a mess of things that happened after his brother died and trying to get back accustomed to life without his closest friend. So he's going to take another week off, but he'll be back on After the Powercast once again. Kurt Collins is subbing as the guest co-host. George Wingfield is our guest, a very outspoken UFO and paranormal investigator. Right now we're focusing a very heavy degree on possible UFO disinformation. We also want to focus on the fact that we have something for you. After the Powercast, to get a copy, you have to subscribe to the Paracast Plus at plus.theparacast.com, P-L-U-S.theparacast.com, and you'll be able to get that, plus the ad-free version of this show, Higher Quality Audio. Kurt, you got some questions. Well, in the opening, we meant, mentioned uh, George's um, seven Fs, and I was wondering if you could tell our listeners just what that was about. And by the way, this is a family show. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll leave that F out in particular, but... Um, Okay, my seven Fs, uh, see if I can remember these. There was fiction, fantasy, fraud, forgery, false memory, folklore, flapdoodle. And I think that's about seven, but there may be some more as well. I love the word flapdoodle. <laughs> well, flapdoodle is, is a word, uh, it's in the dictionary somewhere, but I use the word in connection with a lot of the New Age stuff you get about uh, UFOs and you get UFO conferences. You get a lot of sort of way out New Age things about star children and um, higher levels of consciousness and uh, uh, beneficial abductions and goodness knows. It's just any amount of it, psychic, spiritual, and other um, abilities, non-living beings, gifted souls will bring priests peace 
and uh, top hooker up systems and shift dimensional consciousness, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's really what I call flapdoodle. And I say, okay, well, if that's what you think, this is religious creed to many people. And a lot of people have the UFO subject is a religious creed without very much proof of um, what they're saying. Now, the question we've raised in recent episodes, and I don't know how many you've listened to, is whether there's any real research being done in this field. And I mentioned MUFON. MUFON collects a lot of information, and we really went after them, especially in After the Paracast last week. We went after them because of the fact that they got involved in this Hangar One TV show, yeah. which is a load of nonsense. Oh, yeah. And they got involved. They put the organization's reputation there. And if you look at the blurb for the History Channel's Hangar One. Well, this is from the archives of MUFON. And that was decidedly not true. And you wonder, is any UFO organization out there, anywhere in the world, actually doing research or just collecting cases? I'm not aware of it. I think, uh, you you know, we uh, all looked to MUFON and uh, we thought for a time when James Carrion was the director, that maybe MUFON would be going in the right direction. But uh, the rest of MUFON ganged up on him and uh, made his position impossible, and he had to quit. He also had a falling out with the fact that um, Robert Bigelow seemed to have more or less taken over or bought MUFON. He, he was writing the rules of what MUFON was going to do next, and James Carrion didn't like this, which is why he left. Supposedly, the Bigelow uh, connection is a thing of the past. Apparently, they had a bad relationship for about a year, and all ties have been severed. But it's left a it's left a taint, and a lot of people remember that, uh, not in a fond way. Yeah, that's right. That is absolutely right. But I have a lot of respect for James Carrion. I think he's done some good work, and he isn't take, taken in like a lot of people by some of this stuff you know he's much more cautious in his approach to the abduction subject in particular okay the abduction subject of course there are a lot of people in MUFON who really wanted uh, MUFON to be not just UFOs it was to be principally about um, alien abductions and uh, the people a lot of people in MUFON who were supporting this fought a battle just a few years ago I've forgotten the name of the people involved to try and wrest the leadership uh, from people like James Carrion. The thing that's interesting to me is we've been after MUFON for a number of weeks here on the Powercast. We've attacked their participation in the Hangar One TV show. We've had some people from MUFON on the show. And certainly last week, we were, weren't very kind to them. And we've got a lot of listeners around the world to the Powercast. But so far, nobody has said, how dare you attack MUFON? I'm sure we'll hear from somebody after I said this. But right now, I don't see a lot of people ready to stand up and support them. Well, I I think this is because um, MUFON really is split. It it has been for a long time between all all the people who are thinking only in terms of alien abduction, abductees, and all this sort of stuff, and people who are thinking of basic, uh, real UFO research. And they see uh, these two things seem to be um, incompatible, really. Why can't we have both? Well, I think it's, uh, you know, a lot of 
UFO researchers, uh, shall I say old-time UFO researchers, have um, said, okay, uh, this alien abduction subject um, is possibly something of a terrestrial nature, of a psychological nature, and something like this. It's not really connected with the UFO subject, which you, we've been trying to research uh, ever since 1947. And um, there is this division which is very hard to get away from. Well, I have no problems dealing with UFO abductions. I mean, I've talked to some abductees, and I think something real has happened. I don't know what it is. We had a guy on the show, I don't know, five, six years ago, name of Doug. We had Kathleen Martin, Betty Hill's niece, who is a licensed hypnotherapist, and she brought on someone who claims to have been abducted. So something happened to them. Now, oh, that something gosh, happened to them doesn't mean it's aliens. Oh, you're absolutely right. And um, I- I've met quite a lot of abductees. I have a friend who's a long-term abductee, and he talks in terms of being take- taken aboard UFOs, of reptilians, and all sorts of stuff like this. But of course, um, there's no chance that... Anyone like me, as an outsider, could get to see or meet these reptilians. So I think um, the vast amount of this is stuff going on in his head. And then stuff going on in your head gets, uh, maybe if you have hypnotic regressions, this one comes out and it forms into some kind of a memory. And I think a lot of abductees absolutely believe what they say has happened to them. But I don't think it was a a physical thing which happened to them. I don't think they were physically taken up into a UFO and probed or impregnated or anything of that kind. I I think that is in their heads. You think that's true in every case? Well, I I, I don't want to make any complete generalization. I will only speak about cases I know about, uh, and I will only venture an opinion. on cases I know about, if I don't have any hard facts, but every, every time I say say to the abductees, okay, we'll show some evidence, show some photographs, show some, uh, show us a piece of a flying saucer, which maybe you've brought back, or something of this kind, and of course they never have it. They're always seeking to validate the fact that their abduction was a real physical event. But uh, as far as I can see, None of them have ever succeeded in doing that to uh, the satisfaction of any serious CFO researcher. Is there any possibility they are, at least subconsciously, interacting with an external force? They may be subconsciously interacting with uh, some kind of external intelligence, but it's probably not the physical intelligence. It's probably more like... uh, something Jack Vallee talks about this. This is something which has been with us for a very long time. Nowadays, it's in the guise of uh, spaceships and aliens and so on. But uh, we were having interactions with devils and fairies and goodness knows what uh, for hundreds of years. And that's how people thought of it. So then what you're saying, and we'll get into this in our next segment, is that the cultural meme of the time colors our perception of such events. So if it happens, well, if we think about fairies and elves, that's what it is. If we think about gray aliens and about the culture of believing in gray aliens, that's who visits us. we got more to come with George Wingfield, 
Kurt Collins is our guest co-host. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. Not just an alternative to the mainstream media. We're the premier independent talk radio network. We are GCN. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. This alert just came in. This special announcement is for business owners and leaders of organizations who've been waiting for the right time to build. General Steel has made it impossible to wait any longer with rock-bottom prices that could save you thousands. That's right. General Steel, America's leader in pre-engineered structures, is offering buildings at prices you will never see again. Don't miss these prices. A 50 by 100 for $35,000. You heard right. That's 5,000 square feet for $35,000. Manufacturers, if you need a larger building, try a 100 by 100 commercial building for $129,000. You can't afford to rent with these prices. Imagine a 70 by 100 foot church building for under $69,000. With the economy improving and interest rates still at historic lows, you can't afford to wait. So call 866-91-STEEL. Lock in your price now. Call 866-91-STEEL. That's 866-917-8335. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So Chris O'Brien's taking another week off. Our guest is George Wingfield, outspoken UFO investigator, a lot more to come. And we're going to move off the abductions right now. And I want to get into something that's Kurt Collins' territory. And that is Cash Landrum. Now, Kurt has accumulated a lot of information. He's been on the Paracast. And we've also mentioned the fact that this case occurred in December 1980. Rendlesham Forest, UK, December 1980. George, what perceptions do you have of a connection between the two? And I'll ask Kurt to follow up after that. George? Well... I was going to make a connection between three things, not just Cash Landrum and Bentwaters, Rendlesham Forest, but um, everything which was going on in 1980 at Kirtland Air Force Base with Paul Benowitz and all of that stuff, including disinformation and a lot of activity by the NSA and AFOSI at Kirtland. And, okay, you have all that there, and suddenly Paul Benowitz is being told about 
secret aircraft, secret projects, some atomic plane, all, all sorts of uh, stuff. Whether, whether it was true or not, we simply don't know. And um, there was uh, the indication from these from people like Doty that a lot of this was happening up at near Dancy, and and all of this is in um, Project Beta. It's also in uh, Greg Valdez's book um, called Dulce Base. Now, a lot of that was false, and um, it was disinformation. That there were things going on indeed, but it was um, disguised as uh, maybe alien stuff. Then we get to Cash Landrum. If you read Project Beta, you'll find that, of course, that's mentioned in, in the book, and Paul Benowitz was aware of this, and he was thinking in terms of whatever Betty Cash and Vicky Landrum saw and what which affected them and uh, injured them uh, was of alien origin. Well, I don't think it was of alien origin. I think it was of U.S. military origin. And um, there's absolutely no doubt about it that a large number of helicopters did appear and other people saw these helicopters, which uh, I think in, in most of the accounts... Uh, were shepherding this uh, craft, which irradiated, which came down, came down on the road, um, not really all that far away, perhaps uh, 30, 40 yards away from Betty Cash and uh, Vicky Landrum, and caused them pretty severe radiation burns. There may be a very good reason to think that was something of uh, a nuclear, some kind of nuclear reactor, which was being used in, in this mysterious... Um, object. And from there, just to connect up to Bentwaters again, we have John Burroughs and Jim Paniston, who encountered a strange object, which came down in the forest, at, uh, in Rendlesham Forest. They were sent out to look at it. Jim Paniston says he actually touched it. And a lot of what's been written about um, Rendlesham Forest in that episode in re recent years is that um, John Burroughs and Jim Peniston have been unable to get their um, medical records from that time when they when they were serving on that base in December 1980. And the records have been uh, classified as, um, they've been classified as uh, top secret and not available, not even to Peniston and Burroughs. And um, I think um, they enlisted uh, some lawyers in Arizona, and they also got John McCain to try and intercede on their behalf because they said they'd had health issues which had resulted from this episode back in 1980. Now, just to tell our listeners, we had an attorney, John Burroughs and Nick Pope, on the Paracast a few weeks ago to talk about getting the VA to cover the injuries that he received. Right, okay. Um, I don't know if they've made any progress with recovering these records, the, the medical records, but um, I do know that, uh, in case you hadn't noticed, that is what Linda Hall is going to be talking about at the Ozark UFO Conference in Eureka Springs, which uh, starts next week. The, uh, the, the development, and, and this is what the, the show is largely about with, uh, with uh, Burroughs, was that the, the VA has finally admitted um, uh, will process his claims, and he's received assistance for his health problems. And uh, a lot is being made of that. Uh, in fact, he he posted 
uh, Burroughs posted uh, on Facebook, a bombshell revelation about the Rendlesham Forest incident has just been made. This latest news has profound implications, not just for the understanding of what happened at Rendlesham, but for ufology as a whole. So just the processing of this medical claim, he and, and even Nick Pope are, are taking this to mean or to have the potential to mean something far more. So uh, uh, I don't quite understand what Burroughs is now saying. Does he say that he has got the medical records or that he has got word that he, he was uh, exposed to nuclear radiation of some kind in Rendleton Forest on that occasion? All we're certain of is he's received treatment. He had a heart valve operation. And yeah, that's right. But do we know that that is connected with um, his exposure to whatever this UFO was, which came down in Rendlesham Forest? That that is that is his position, but I, I don't know that we've seen any proof on that. But that that's that's where so many claims of of like the well, we as you were mentioned medical records. So many of uh, in this case, it's uh, the researchers, uh, John Schusler and uh, who investigated the Cash Lantern case, uh, uh, shepherded the uh, medical records of Betty Cash. So it was only secondhand information that we received about that. You know, certainly there were some injuries, but whether they were actually radiation burns is, has uh, been far from proven. Yeah. Uh, well, of course, um, I, I, I've. Uh, had a great interest in, in the Cash Landrum business. And I think, um, uh, you know, I've asked people like John Alexander uh, what was going on here. And uh, he always refers one to a friend of his called George Saran, who's in the military, who was, um, who, who was given the job of finding out exactly what was going on. And he investigated every possible military outfit, army, air force, whatever, which could have supplied the 23 helicopters which um, Betty Cash and Vicky Landrum uh, saw with this object. And George Surratt came back and said, well, uh, these helicopters do not belong to any uh, military unit uh, that we can see. So, the injuries to Cash and Landrum uh, are really not the responsibility of the U.S. military or U.S. government, and uh, we're going to wash our hands of it, and uh, that is that. But that is simply not true. Um, I don't know if you saw um, an episode in uh, UFO Hunters, uh, Bill Burns' show, and this was possibly last year, or it might have been the year before, but anyway, you could probably find it out there on Netflix or somewhere, and um, Bill Burns had got hold of um, a written note, which is in the in the handwriting of George Surratt, and it said that 100 helicopters landed at John Gray Airfield near Fort Hood in Texas that very night. Uh, 100 helicopters. So some extraordinary operation or rehearsal was going on. Uh, and the U.S. military chose to deny it. And Bill Burns confronted uh, George Saran on camera and said, look, here's this note. It's in your handwriting. Uh, what do you say? And Saran was obviously highly embarrassed. And he just sort of stonewalled and said, well, I don't know. I really don't know. Um, 
uh, I know nothing of that. Um, well, that's very interesting, and we're going to have to figure that out in the next segment as we yeah. explore all these crazy things going on in connection with that case with George Wingfield. Kurt Collins is our guest co-host this week. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. Haven't experienced yogurt until you've tried a mossy, embodying health and flavor in a true whole milk, green-fed dairy beverage. Every sip pays homage to our old world cows and the ancient culturing methods their milk benefits from. With over 30 probiotics, a mossy's undeniably nutritious, refined, cultured sensation bolsters your health and awakens your passion for dairy. A mossy's so good, and you need to try it. Contact your Longevity distributor or call 877-878-4203 or go to GCNteam.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. Gold. It's like nothing else on Earth. From the Romans through the Renaissance, from the Industrial Age to the Space Age, gold has weathered the test of time. For 6,000 years, gold has remained the ultimate store of wealth. According to the World Gold Council and the U.S. Mint, demand is at an all-time high. The stage is being set for the reemergence of gold as the common-sense alternative to a fiat paper currency that gets weaker every day. Midas Resources is proud to offer the hard-hitting report that arms you with the truth you need to protect you and your family from the Fed's plans for your hard-earned money. Don't gamble with your future. Call Midas Resources today and ask for your free copy of As Good As Gold. Call 1-800-686-2237 for the report the Fed hopes you'll never see. As Good As Gold can be yours by calling 800-686-2237. If you have ever thought about owning gold, you must read this report. Call Midas today at 800-686-2237. Have you ever noticed how many sick and miserable people there are? I'm serious. I'm talking about people of all ages who have conditions and diseases which affect their quality of life. Most of them seem to have one thing in common, polypharmacy. That is dependence on multiple prescription drugs with side effects that actually make them sicker and sicker, not healthy. The good news is that people are waking up to the fact that if you supply your body with all of the nutrients it requires, you will feel better, be healthier, and have a better life. It's important to know that Beyond Tangy Tangerine is the the most amazing, great-tasting, comprehensive nutritional supplement. Besides supplying all the vitamins our bodies need, it also supplies the necessary minerals that are required for the vitamins to kick in. Look, folks, I'm hooked on it, and I think if you try it, you'll become hooked. This stuff really works. That's why I'm urging you to make it part of your daily health regimen. Visit InfoWarsTeam.com to secure your canister of Beyond Tangy Tangerine today. Sign up for auto ship and save on shipping costs. That's Beyond Tangy Tangerine at InfoWarsTeam.com. By now, you may have heard a bit about Bitcoins. But did you know Bitcoins are now over an $8.5 billion market? And did you know that over 65,000 businesses now accept Bitcoins? Listen, if you're already earning Bitcoins or trying to make money in the Bitcoin market, you've got to know BidBit.co. Why? Because BidBit.co is where you can easily receive Bitcoins by selling and auctioning off your own personal items or promote business products and services for Bitcoins. You heard right. Whether personal or business, you can now buy, sell, and 
auction your products and services quickly, easily, and securely for Bitcoin at BidBit.co, the first and only marketplace website to offer BidBit escrow, a proprietary technology which gives buyers and sellers security and peace of mind because all transactions are protected. Start today. It's free to join, free to post, free to auction, and free to bid at BitBit.co. Buy, sell, bid, or auction everything Bitcoin. That's www.bidbit.co. BidBit.co. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Kirk Collins is guest co-host this week. Chris O'Brien's off. He'll be back next week. And also on this week's After the Paracast, George Wingfield is joining us. And we're tearing apart some of the old cases, trying to look for new connections. Kurt, do you want to follow up with George? I have a brief statement. I think I have the explanation for that 100 helicopters memo. George Saran was a, a, a note-taker. And during his conversation with John Schuessler, that was a statement he was repeating from John Schuessler that a, um, a base spokesman had given to him as an example that sometimes 100 helicopters. So I think that this is actually something that has snowballed as a myth, but that doesn't mean that there weren't helicopters there. But I think this particular thing is is an example uh, of, mm, I think, some selective UFO reporting in, in the case of, uh, of John Schuster, because I'm sure he was fully aware of this and it chose not to highlight it because the document was simply too good not to use. So, um, okay. Well, I accept what you say, Kurt. Uh, the note, I believe is dated 29th November, 1980, which was the date of the, uh, Cash Landrum incident. I remember that, uh, I think it's better casual, Ricky Landrum said, uh, they could clearly see United States Air Force written on at least one or two of these helicopters. So, uh, the scenario which um, various, various people have suggested, okay, this was some kind of a virtual reality which was um, implanted on, on Cash and Landrum, and it was nothing to do with the U.S. military. That doesn't ring true uh, with me at all. I think it was everything to do with the U.S. military. And I will also suggest what um, sort of thing this strange flaming object was, which did so much damage to poor, poor Betty Cash and Vicky Landrum. People don't remember. People don't even think about the political situation in 1980. And this was uh, during Jimmy Carter's presidency. It was just coming to an end. During 1980 uh, was the time of the U.S. hostage crisis in Iran. There were all of these hostages taken from the U.S. Embassy and being held by the Iranians. And already in the, in the middle of 1980, there had been an attempt to rescue them, which was a botched attempt. It failed and several helicopters crashed in the Iranian desert, uh, which had been sent off U U.S. aircraft carriers uh, to rescue uh, on this rescue the hostage mission. This had been a terrible failure. So several men were killed. 
And But everybody said, including the president, said, we have to go on. We'll find some way of doing this. We have got to rescue our hostages. And um, several practices were made by various methods. And I think that what was happening during the Cashlandrum incident was a rehearsal for yet another rescue operation. It was probably a dress rehearsal. Uh, these helicopters may have flown off an aircraft carrier in the Gulf. They flew in over the coast um, near Houston, and with them was this strange object. Now, whether the object was under its own power or not, I don't know. It could have been slung underneath a Chinook helicopter, you know, big twin rotor helicopter, and it could have been um, lowered onto the road. But it may have been something under its own power. If this was something that was going to be used in connection with the trying, trying to uh, get the hostages out of the where they were being held in Tehran, one suggestion, which I, I did see and which I think is highly possible, is that they were they had some kind of a lighting device, a, a huge device, um, possibly powered by a small nuclear reactor. You get small nuclear reactors which weigh oh, maybe 15, 20 tons or something of that kind. And if you had a lighting device, this is just one suggestion, you could fly that into the building where the hostages are being held on the outskirts of Tehran, and you could fire it up. Everything will be immensely bright. The revolutionary guards who are holding the hostages wouldn't be able to see what they were doing. They wouldn't be able to resist the um, Delta Force Marines or the special Delta Force people, whoever they were, who, who would come in and rescue the hostages. And they, they, of course, would be wearing special visors which would shield them from the immensely bright light. I, I feel pretty certain that this was something to do with the ongoing efforts to, to pull off such an operation to rescue the American hostages in Tehran. That's a very interesting scenario. And I've been looking pretty hard at, at trying to find any, any evidence. I did find someone who served with the helicopter unit a, a bit later, and he, he discussed some of the, the techniques and things. But, you know, there's yet to be a, a really good connection. And, and if the device was built, there would be some trace of manufacture or the engineers or something. Usually there's a long period of development. But um, I wanted to say real quick, uh, you, you were talking about the connections between Cash Landrum and, and uh, Benowitz. One of those connections was the lawyer in the uh, Cash Landrum case, Peter Gersten, who was famous in the 70s and 80s for his attempt to, with uh, procuring uh, documents from the, the U.S. government. Well, one of his meetings was with uh, Doty, and he was feeding him the same kind of information he was giving uh, Linda Moulton Howe and, and others. And one of the things he claimed was that the Cashland or UFO was uh, the same information that the Benowitz had claimed to have had received, that it was some sort of uh, uh, alien U.S. project, uh, either UFO on loan or something like that. So, And I have no doubt whatsoever that Doty knew nothing of the truth, but that's never stopped him before. No, I, I agree with that entirely. Peter Gerson didn't find... Uh, uh, go and meet uh, Doty in um, Kirtland um, before Linda Howe went there and had talks with uh, 
Dodi, and Dodi gave a lot of information saying that there was a treaty between the um, U.S. government and the aliens, and the aliens were allowed to do so many alien abductions and cattle mutilations and so on. And uh, so he, he, he was well into all that stuff over in Albuquerque. And uh, then, of course, he turns up as the lawyer. Or he's, he's appointed by CAUS the law for Betty Cash and Vicky Landrum uh, in the fight with the U.S. government, and he advises them not to accept the original deal. And the original deal, of course, was from the U.S. government, the military, uh, we'll pay all your medical bills and make sure you're taken care of, but we don't want any publicity, we want, don't want anything said about this. I, I believe this was how it was done. Peter, Peter Gerstin said, um, no, I think, you know, they're, they're fooling you. We, we've got to have this out. We've got to fight this, and you, you should give millions of dollars damages from from the government because clearly the government are responsible even even if it was a alien spacecraft which the government was um, using in exercises the government's still responsible and uh, this is what peter gerson said okay. we have more to come with george wingfield i'm going to ask a few questions about peter gerson's involvement with kurt collins as our guest co-host i'm gene steinberg you're in paracast <laughs> A little left, but always independent-minded. The Genesis Communications Network, GCN. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter, and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that, too, in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com We live in a complicated society. Stressful issues are always popping up. Have you ever been treated unfairly by someone? Have you ever been overcharged for a repair? Have you ever signed a contract or a document worried about identity theft? How many times have you been in those unique situations where you just wanted to call an attorney to find out if you're right or wrong or what your legal rights are? But every time you think about calling an attorney, what do you think about first? That's right. Who do you call and how much will it cost? Our friends at Legal Shield have found a solution. With a nationwide network of 6,900 attorneys who average 19 years of experience, Legal Shield's law firms take over 40,000 calls per week helping their members. For less than $20 per month, you can have access to Legal Shield on everything from the trivial to the traumatic. Let Legal Shield stand up for your rights at lsprotection.com. That's lsprotection.com. Or call 855-340-SAVE. 855-340-7283. Results will vary from case to case. 
Hi, my name is Scott Fuchs, teacher and rowing coach for over 14 years. I was sluggish, overweight, on prescription drugs, and only 30-something. Fortunately, I was referred to Dr. Z, and happy to say Dr. Z's all-natural protocols over a consistent course resolved my health issues. I'm in the best shape of my life, and most importantly, on zero medications. I'm Dr. Zdanowski, author of Evology, trained as a primary care physician, surgical manipulation under anesthesia, expert in nutrition, diet, weight loss, immune system, and I specialize in chiropractic. My 15 years of professional experience has taught me the four keys to vibrant health, a balanced muscular skeletal system, an integrated nervous system, a flowing lymphatic system, and a body filled with over 90 essential nutrients. This has been a secret too long. Actualize your potential, reverse disease. Call me, Dr. Z. 201-945-1177, 201-945-1177, evolveyourself.com. This alert just came in. This special announcement is for business owners and leaders of organizations who've been waiting for the right time to build. General Steel has made it impossible to wait any longer with rock-bottom prices that could save you thousands. That's right, General Steel, America's leader in pre-engineered structures, is offering buildings at prices you will never see again. Don't miss these prices. A 50 by 100 for $35,000. You heard right, that's 5,000 square feet for $35,000. Manufacturers, if you need a larger building, try a 100 by 100 commercial building for $129,000. You can't afford to rent with these prices. Imagine a 70 by 100 foot church building for under $69,000. With the economy improving and interest rates still at historic lows, you can't afford to wait. So call 866-91-STEEL. Lock in your price now. Call 866-91-STEEL. That's 866-917-8335. Hi, this is Nick Pope. You're listening to the Paracast. Kirk Collins is our guest co-host this week. George Wingfield is our guest. We're talking about Peter Gersten and his involvement in getting or attempting to get payments from the government for Cash Landrum case. Now, what was the upshot of this? Obviously, he made some pretty severe demands. Well, the government didn't like this at all because the whole thing, you know, was out of the bag and receiving wide publicity, and a decision must have been taken. Uh, you know, we're going to absolutely deny, 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 deny that we had anything to do with this. And, okay, if Betty Cash and Vicky Landrum won't accept what we offered, uh, they're on their own. And so when eventually Betty Cash and Vicky Landrum said, okay, well, well, we'll agree to your original deal, about medical expenses. Apparently, the government people said, what deal? And, you know, by that stage, they just pushed them away. And uh, that was where it was left. They're both dead now, of course. It was, sounds like one of those situations where the offer is on the table for just so long. Take it or forget about it. Now, I knew Peter Gersten casually. And the last I heard from him was several years ago where he said in a blaze of glory he was going to off himself at some point in time. Don't know if he ever did. Never heard anything further about it. Oh, Either uh, of you? Yes, yes, I do. Uh, Peter Gaston lives in Sedona. <laughs> As you, you know, a lot of these people live in Sedona. John Burroughs lives in Sedona. And uh, when the world was due to come to an end, I think this would have been uh, December 21st, 2012, uh, was the most recent ending of the world. Peter Gerson said he was going to go and stand on Bell Rock, which is one of these sort of 
psychic power centers uh, close to Sedona, and he, he had predictions that some chasm was going to open up there and he was going to throw himself into it. Well, I think he stood up there um, all day long and nothing happened. And, of course, the world didn't come to an end, as we all know. And even then, we haven't heard much of anything from Peter Gerson since then. I think he'd be a fun guest to come on the show. I do know him. Maybe we'll make an effort to have him explain why he's still here and why he's still alive. Yeah, I I don't know him at all, but um, this is the story here, and I'm sure he's a great guy. Before we uh, move away from 1980, you mentioned the um, military intelligence connection to both Cash Landrum and... um, the uh, the Bentwaters case, and I think I missed it if we mentioned just just what that was in the Bentwaters case. Well, the military connection is that after these events, which happened on three separate nights um, at Bentwaters or in Rendlesham Forest, and involved a considerable number of men, and supposedly the uh, flying saucer or the UFO which landed and which Jim Peniston touched in the forest and all of that. I mean, you've got, um, I do recommend Nick Pope's book, which is called Encounter in Rendlesham Forest. This was uh, published about a year ago and it's an excellent book. And Nick Pope is an honest and thorough researcher. Uh, You have to draw your own conclusions as to what was going on. And it's certainly not clear. I'm still fascinated by the case. But the connection between the military uh, and whatever this was, um, that is the thing which one really needs to know. And it appeared that the military people on the base had no idea what this was, and therefore a lot of them took that it was an alien spaceship. I believe that um, Peniston and Burroughs think more in terms of some time-traveling device which had come from the future, say. Um, I think that's how they see it, but that doesn't mean to say it's necessarily right. Now, these episodes seem so singular, Kurt and George, that we have Cash Landrum, we have Kirtland Air Force Base, we have Rendlesham Forest. We have stuff happening in 1980. After that, what? Is there another case around the world since then? That comes close in terms of its impact. Well, I I, I think you have to put all these things together. And as I say, in 1980, not only we were at the height of the Cold War, but in particular, there was this terrible hostage situation which uh, concentrated the minds of the U.S. military and the U.S. government for at least a year to finding some way of uh, getting the hostages back. The, The connection really between... Cash Landrum and Rendlesham Forest was the injuries suffered by Burroughs and Paniston may have been entirely similar to a lesser degree than, than what Betty Cash and Vicky Landrum suffered. Let me just read you what um, Linda Howe is giving um, a presentation on this at the uh, Ozark Conference in Eureka Springs. And the segment of her program will be with USAF Technical Sergeant John Burroughs, and she talks about UAP UFO uh, radiation, non-ionizing radiation, and uh, she will have disclosures on that. And I'm wondering if this is similar to the Cash Landrum thing. I 
certainly am interested if, if there's there's new information on that. And I really need to uh, to find out more of the specific claims of, of John Burroughs. Um, but uh, in, in both cases, it is confounding that the, the medical record access is denied. So uh, that that's a bear that I, I hope that it's... I hope that it's something that we get to see and it's not uh, left to the next generation who may not follow up on it if, if those eventually are released. Um, there's a, now this is, this is taking a, a spin in another direction, but on your last appearance, George, you mentioned something very briefly about psychotronic weapons in your um, meetings with uh, some people, uh, John Alexander and some others. And I was wondering if you had uh, – uh, any information on that, and if you thought it related to the UFO phenomenon at all? Well, uh, yeah, I think uh, there was a lot of talk of psychotronic weapons and mind control, things like MK Ultra, and various ways of getting at the the enemy's minds. Um, mainly, mainly, possibly electronic beam weapons, which will scramble an enemy soldier's brain or make them think they were seeing uh, luminous objects in the sky, this, this sort of thing. This is where I think we are with uh, psychotronic weapons, and I don't think the term is used anymore these days, but back then when I first met um, John Alexander and General Stubblebine and uh, Ed Dames and a few other people like this, uh, that was in 1992, and that was the big thing. And this is in the same, exactly the same era, as what we're talking about uh, at um, Kirtland Air Force Base with um, maybe Paul Benowitz, and maybe, maybe these were weapons which were being tested there. I, I, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot more to come out, and uh, it is a fascinating subject. Also, I should point out that at, at Bentwaters, after the RAF Bentwaters, which is the base now, Rendlesham Forest. Immediately after all these events, um, a large number of AFOSI men, at least they were said to be AFOSI men, came and interrogated the uh, the people who had contact or seen these UFOs in the forest, or suddenly uh, Burroughs and Peniston, I think all of them were interrogated. Some of them were apparently given... Uh, sodium pentothal, which is a truth drug, and there are stories, which may be apocryphal, that some of them were subjected to intensive interrogation of a pretty nasty nature. But there you are again, AFOSI. Well, of course, it could be NSA people who are saying, okay, we're the AFOSI people, which is a little less threatening. There was something, uh, while we're on the topic of military intelligence, you... Um and disinformation. Your uh, your introduction to the UFO field was uh, crop circles, I believe, and um, so I think you ultimately decided that there was a lot of manipulation in that. But one of the things that I heard uh, that you had said that um, you had noticed an interest by the uh, by the UK government in them, and I was wondering if you had uh, any documentation on that or, or what you thought if they were observing or if they were manipulating. Let's have that answer in our next segment with George Wingfield and Gene and Kurt Collins. You're in the Paracast. We are the 
premier independent talk radio network. The Genesis Communications Network. G-C-N. Attention taxpayers, if you've received a notice from the IRS or state, do not ignore it. It's also a big mistake to try and handle your tax problem on your own. If you owe back taxes, it's a fact that the government has the power to take everything you own, including your home, business, wages, savings, and your freedom. But here's the good news. There's a special toll-free tax hotline set up especially for you. This tax hotline will tell you about new programs that are geared to help you dramatically settle, reduce, or eliminate what you owe. But you have to call now. Take down this number or put it in your cell phone. But call 877-345-7645. That's 877-345. 345-7645. When you call, you get free information on how you can reduce or eliminate back taxes, including penalties and interest. You can also be helped if you have unfiled returns, a tax lien, wage garnishment, bank levy, or if you have been entered into a payment plan but can't make the payments. Don't make the big mistake in thinking you can ignore or handle your tax problem on your own. You can stop the collection process immediately at 1-877-345-7645. That's 1-877-345-7645. 1-877-345-7645. Most people know that drinking pure high alkaline pH water is the most important factor in maintaining high energy and vibrant health. Most experts agree that the water you drink should be at a pH level of 8 or higher. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops combine a unique formula of the most alkaline minerals. Using Plasma pH Drops is the best way to make your water alkaline to help you get rid of acid and regain your health and energy. Simply put 10 drops in the water you drink to raise the pH to a healthy level. Alkalizing water helps your body rid itself of acidic waste and increases the oxygen content of your body. Disease organisms like bacteria, viruses, and cancer cannot survive in an alkaline high pH environment. Order your bottle of AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops now by going directly to AlkaVision.com. That's A-L-K-A-Vision.com. Or call 269-409-1776. 269-409-1776 today. As the new world order continues to tighten its grip on every facet of our lives, we're all asking ourselves, how can we maintain our independence? The answer is clear. Get prepared and you get prepared now. Now the only question left is where do we begin? My Patriot Supply is here to help. Call 800-247-3070 to get started with your 72-hour emergency food supply for only $10. We're even covering the cost of shipping. Are you willing to rely on the government and FEMA in the event of an emergency? Call 800-274-3070 to get started with your 72-hour emergency food supply for only $10. You won't be able to find this deal online, and there is a strict limit of four per caller, so don't wait. Call now, 800-274-3070. That's 800-274-3070. Call right now. By now, you may have heard a bit about Bitcoins. But did you know Bitcoins are now over an $8.5 billion market? And did you know that over 65,000 businesses now accept Bitcoins? Listen, if you're already earning Bitcoins or trying to make money in the Bitcoin market, you've got to know BidBit.co. Why? Because BidBit.co is where you can easily receive Bitcoins by selling and auctioning off your own personal items or promote business products and services for Bitcoins. You heard right. Whether personal or business, you can now buy, sell, and 
auction your products and services quickly, easily, and securely for Bitcoin at BidBit.co, the first and only marketplace website to offer BidBit escrow, a proprietary technology which gives buyers and sellers security and peace of mind because all transactions are protected. Start today. It's free to join, free to post, free to auction, and free to bid at BitBit.co. Buy, sell, bid, or auction everything Bitcoin. That's www.bidbit.co. BidBit.co. This is Jerome Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. So in our previous segment, Kurt Collins asks a question of our guest this week, George Wingfield. And now, sir, we wait with bated breath. So take the bait out of my breath here. Oh, here we go. What your response is? Well, when, when the circles were, the crop circles in, in England were really sort of reaching their peak, and uh, this would be about 1989, 1990, 1991, uh, huge numbers of circles. aircraft. Um, of the places where the crop circles were forming. They might be trying to catch one form and this sort of thing. But uh, I, I did a lot of research at the time, and um, by 1991, there was plenty of evidence that large numbers of them were being made by people, not just sort of people out of the pub who were having a bit of fun. These were people who were producing uh, designs and making very careful and complex crop circles. And in 1994, I published a long paper naming quite a lot of these people, saying I can only talk about crop circles which I know about, and there are so many. Uh, there are obviously plenty I don't know about, but I think a vast proportion of the phenomenon is undoubtedly the work of people who go out at night and they... Uh, they make uh, some beautiful formation, some huge formation, and then subsequently it gets photographed and people get very excited about it. But uh, I have no proof that there are crop circles which are not made by people. There may be, but I can't say. So that was my position. That's, that's where I left it. I really lost interest. I think at a later stage when I'd convinced Colin Andrews that uh, – and dress other people convinced him too that the vast proportion of these were being made by people. Colin took up a certain position that 80% were made by people. The other 20% was something of a mysterious um, nature which might be related to UFOs and the like. But I think that uh, was a very arbitrary proportion. You see, I, I've adopted the same thing with the um, cattle mutilations. I said the vast proportion are perfectly easily explained in terms of predators, predator activity, and subsequent separate scavenger activity, principally by vultures. Vast proportion. I don't say all of them. And there are some very mysterious cattle mutilations, which I wouldn't necessarily be able to explain. But I did send Jean a paper I wrote, wrote on this recently, laying out in the greatest detail some of the ones which I was familiar with. Maybe you could summarize that. We ran that article in our forums, I believe. Uh, what, my recent article? I think you ran an earlier article. I wrote 
a much more detailed subsequent article giving a lot of information on what vultures do to um, when they scavenge a dead cow or some vultures, the black vultures, can actually kill livestock. They do. Kill, they mainly kill calves, but they also can kill adult calves. And um, I gave a lot of information on that. And then I looked at a case, one particular case, which happened there here, which I was very familiar with. And I also had a very close look at the uh, only published case from the Skinwalker Ranch in Utah. So in the case of cattle mutilations, and the case of crop circles, your position here is it's pretty much conventional. Well, yes, conventional, but people who've researched it really haven't looked closely enough. Yeah, and I've got, I've got it right here. I've got Linda Haas' book, An Alien Harvest, which I think is probably 1989, 1988 or 1989. There's no mention of uh, uh, vultures in that, which play a major part in this. Uh, those Researchers back then tended to sort of scoff at the idea that predators or scavengers really had anything to do with it. And there were completely unsubstantiated claims that the butchery or surgery which had been done on these um, unfortunate cattle had been carried out by laser cutting tools or very sharp instruments and could only have been the work of aliens or else um, maybe... Uh, government men in flying in black helicopters come and take in tissue samples and all that sort of thing. Well, from all the photographs you can see in Alien Harvest and in other books, um, there's nothing like that. There's nothing which would convince you that any, anything would be done with sharp instruments in a surgical manner. This seems like a, an example of... of um when you had mentioned the Roswell case, when proponents uh, become locked in a position, they refuse to, uh, uh, well, they, they see it as an attack, of a debunking by skeptics. And sometimes there's an answer for a case and they, they just won't accept it. Yeah, sure, absolutely. You had uh, mentioned before um, there were some people that uh, you trusted and distrusted. And among some of the people that uh, you distrusted, it wasn't so much a matter of them being uh, dishonest, but that they were uh, too gullible. Can you talk about some of the, the gullibility and, and uh, just the, the failure to, uh, to maybe critically examine some of the evidence, who you feel uh, might be a problem? Are we talking about um, UFO researchers who are either gullible or uh, otherwise, um, or are we talking about people who have fantastical stories like, uh, I don't know, Bob Lazar or Billy Meyer and thing, people like this? I mean, I think Bob Lazar, Billy Meyer and George Adamski are 100% fraud. And I have uh, plenty, plenty to back that up. And plenty of other people, lots of other people. And I think on, on previous time I was on the Paracast, I, I was saying, I think you Americans because I'm not American, uh, far too um, far too polite to actually point the finger and say, you are a liar, and none of what you're saying is true. This has all been made up. This is a completely fraudulent case. And that is something which needs to be done with a lot of cases in, in the UFO subject. But these people, many of them have their believers, who, and the, these yeah. people are sincere. 
Sure, absolutely. Yes, yes. I, I mean, a lot of leading UFO researchers, <laughs> we won't say who, yeah, they, they have uh, groupies, uh, they, they have uh, a following, let's say a following, uh, groupies when it comes to the abduction subject maybe, but they, they have a large following who believe that, absolutely believe 100%, all they're being told. And uh, these people uh, appear at conferences and they give lectures and they get tumultuous applause. They're really being entertainers. And I'm not saying that, okay, so, someone who's talking about um, abductions or various UFO episodes, they are not saying, I saw this and this is what happened. They, they have brought on someone else who's an abductee and they're uh, writing on, on that information and uh, presenting another person's information and saying, yes, I accept this is true and uh, this is all correct. Uh, unfortunately, it's very often, only too often, it's not true. And look at the Billy Mark, which, um, okay, when I first heard about that, I was fascinated. I followed it closely for a long time, and I was prepared to believe what Billy Meyer was telling us about his contacts with people from the Pleiades, and uh, he had this uh, Pleiadian girlfriend, and so on and so on and so on. And then I went to a MUFON symposium, which was... Um, it was in Seattle or Tacoma, uh, oh, many years ago. There was a guy called Karl Korf. Karl Korf had been out to Billy Myers' establishment in Switzerland and had found, without a shadow of doubt, that all of this stuff was false, uh, including all the photographs which Billy Myers was serving up. Well, that stuff, it's like it is in the UFO field in general. That stuff has been disproven over and over again. The same thing with George Adamski, the same thing with a number of other UFO contactees. But the problem yeah. is here is you disprove them, and people who didn't believe these cases in the first place say, hey, you see, it's disproven. But most people who have the will to believe don't believe no, they the exposés. They don't. They simply repeat the same things. They ignore or they distort the exposés, pretend it didn't exist or it's some kind of secret plot by the government to hide the truth, and they go on with their lives. We have to go on with a break here. But first, please visit plus.thepowercast.com, plus.thepowercast.com to subscribe to Powercast Plus, get our free After the Powercast podcast, get our ad-free version of the Powercast, After the Powercast podcast, and more for a modest subscription fee. George Wingfield is here with Gene and Kurt. You're in the Paracast. Free from the shackles of corporate America, we're the place for independent thinkers. GCN. How many good people procrastinate? When was the last time you updated your last will and testament, your living will, and your health care power of attorney? If you could get these documents included with your Legal Shield membership for no additional charge, wouldn't it just make sense to have the peace of mind of owning a Legal Shield membership? Worry less and live more with lsprotection.com. That's lsprotection.com or call 855-340-SAVE. That's 855-340-7283. Results will vary from case to case. 
We the people grow cotton, weave fabric, engrave ink, embed strips and fibers to protect from counterfeit and carting to a private bank, having it lent back at interest, forcing taxes to service debt. This capitalism, or was Jefferson correct when stating a central bank issuing the public currency is a greater menace to the liberties of the people than a standing army? Hi, Ted Anderson. I'm placing a free silver dollar in a book that explains our monetary system. Call for your copy, 800-686-2237. It's time to understand the system. Call 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. This alert just came in. This special announcement is for business owners and leaders of organizations who've been waiting for the right time to build. General Steel has made it impossible to wait any longer with rock-bottom prices that could save you thousands. That's right. General Steel, America's leader in pre-engineered structures, is offering buildings at prices you will never see again. Don't miss these prices. A 50 by 100 for $35,000. You heard right. That's 5,000 square feet for $35,000. Manufacturers, if you need a larger building, try a 100 by 100 commercial building for $129,000. You can't afford to rent with these prices. Imagine a 70 by 100 foot church building for under $69,000. With the economy improving and interest rates still at historic lows, you can't afford to wait. So call 866-91-STEEL. Lock in your price now. Call 866-91-STEEL. That's 866-917-8335. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Our final four segments of the Paracast, and I think we'll just drop the UFO contactees, George Wingfield, because nobody here agrees with any of them. But we're seeing here in most of the segments we've talked about government disinformation government experiments, all sorts of things involving the government. Is there room here, George Wingfield, for real UFOs being something unexplained from unknown places? Yes, there is room. And I believe there is what I call a genuine UFO phenomenon. It's very hard to actually get hold of or make sense of. Uh, I think I said before, I, I did have a remarkable UFO sighting involving a number of objects once, and I'm still, you know, here, here we are uh, nearly 25 years later, I'm still puzzling about what this was or where it came from. Indeed, whether it was a, a physical object or a, a number of physical objects I saw, or whether it was something which um, was other than that like some kind of a moving image or something imprinted on, in, on my consciousness. But let, let, let's, let's do that one another time. I, I think there is, what I say, a genuine, mysterious UFO phenomenon. And uh, it is uh, kind of ghost-like. Uh, people see these objects in the sky. And it's very hard to know what you're looking at. It might be a big triangle. D Dave Marler, who's a good friend of mine, has talked and talked a lot about and researched the triangles. And um, I have no reason to think that the most of the witnesses to those triangle cases and sightings, uh, I have no reason to think that they were not sincere. I believe they were completely sincere. But what were they? What were they looking at? 
Uh, you really have to try and get to grips with that, and it's not always obvious. Uh, for a start, a lot of people will immediately assume, okay, they were looking at alien spaceships. They were looking at some kind of a craft. If they were craft, they must have had some kind of uh, intelligence or alien life on board. Now, not, none of those assumptions is necessarily justified if they were looking at a craft okay if it was a physical craft it might be something much more like a drone uh, of whatever origin we we have no idea whether it's from this this world or from some other world we have no idea but to assume it's a physical thing you're seeing rather than um an image which is coming to you, I don't know where it's coming from. We get plenty of images out of the internet these days. You probably get images up in the sky these days too. Where they come from or what the purpose is, is something else. Uh, one, what, just one, th one thing is, is that you often hear of uh, these craft, the triangles in particular, doing a right-angle turn, a complete right-angle turn, which shows they have no aerodynamic qualities and it also shows that if these are physical craft which have mass there seems to be no inertia so the conclusion there is that they don't have mass and uh, then we're into something of a very different nature altogether we're into something more like neutrinos which scientists accept neutrinos these days and um, for those of you who aren't into this sort of stuff there are billions and billions of neutrinos pouring through your body and through everything else on Earth uh, all, all the time and leaving absolutely no sign they were ever there. But these things apparently do exist and scientists accept them. Maybe UFOs or some UFOs are something of a similar nature. That ties in closely to a question from Blowfish, and uh, I think you've addressed part of this, but I just want, just in case, what, what are your thoughts on the current theories of string theory dimensions, uh, and could they be an element of uh, UAP encounters? Well, yes, uh, it's possible. I mean, string theory is uh, pretty well beyond me. Okay, there are many unseen dimensions, and... Uh, Simple folk like me are apt to say, well, okay, we, we, we can see three dimensions of space and one dimension of time. Where are the rest of these? And uh, you, you get a rather sort of unsatisfactory answer. Well, they're rolled up. You don't see them, but they're there anyway. So, again, we're into all of this sort of stuff like the neutrinos. And, yes, indeed. I mean, I'm always prepared to listen to these scientific theories. And quite apart from string theory, we now have... Uh, dark matter, uh, dark matter and dark energy. And if you read scientific magazines, uh, there's an awful lot of this. But can you see it? Can you can you show it's there? No, it's it's not visible, and you can't do anything to interact with it. But it's there because gravi gravitational forces, which seem to apply in uh, galaxies and in the universe as a whole, require that it be something like some enormous amount of dark matter, which is, obviously, it's there. If it exists, it must be there. And I think they say these days, something like 84% of the mass of the known universe is dark matter. It's, it's becoming more like Alice in Wonderland, you know, modern physics. We stand back and said, fine, but prove it. And it's rather the same as the UFO subject. I say, well, fine, but prove it. Uh, 
that's where we're at. Those are some difficult concepts. Are you sure that some of that is in Flapdoodle? <laughs> well, it may well be. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think, yes. I mean, just because people are scientists and, you know, they're theoretical physicists and so on, it doesn't mean to say they don't indulge in a lot of uh, extraordinary speculation, which is quite unjustifiable. And, and you see, a lot of um, UFO researchers think, oh, if we clothe this in science, well, what was seen and what happened, we'll clothe it all in uh, respectable science, that'll make it okay. Well, no, I don't think so. I think there are a lot of crazy scientists as well. Well, do you think well, then you that maybe UFO researchers are forcing the issue? They want to fit into a very narrow framework? Well, I think some UFO researchers let's say quite a lot of UFO researchers have made up their minds already, you know, what this is all about. It's about aliens and uh, craft from other planets and all, all, all of this. This is their conception. And they will then um, do their research and bring it up in a, in a respectable scientific form to justify what they thought in the first place. And I think that that is that is where I part company from, and I say, okay, uh, there's something going on here, something of a very extraordinary nature, but we're not in a position to say it's extraterrestrials and they're coming here in some kind of uh, spaceships, craft, um, maybe traveling faster than light or whatever. We just don't have the justification to to make that claim. After all these years, can anyone expect some kind of life-changing event that would change that? Or is that the way it's going to be forevermore? Or as far as we can see in the future, that UFOs stay just one step ahead of us? Well, that's a very good question. I wish I had an answer to it. I think there's a lot of research being done on exoplanets and uh, whether there are uh, planets going around nearby stars and distant stars which could develop intelligent life. I think most scientists these days, unlike the position 50 years ago, think life outside uh, planet Earth is almost certainly a reality. But whether there's intelligent life, uh, that's the great enigma. And of course, UFO folk will say, ah, but of course there's intelligent life from other planets, and it's been visiting us for at least the last uh, 60 years, maybe for a whole lot longer. So maybe we so, are destined never to know the solution to the UFO mystery, but I don't think it's time for us to give up. We'll get into more of this in our next segment, but I've already criticized certain organizations in the UFO field for just trying to verify their beliefs rather than investigate to see what really is going on. Wouldn't that be a nice change? Yeah. We have more from the irrepressible George Wingfield. Did I say irrepressible? And the equally irrepressible Kurt Collins and the sometimes irrepressible Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. Neighbors, are you tired of dealing with a slow web hosting provider? Well, check out A2 Hosting and their screaming fast Swift server platform. They even have SSDs that load pages 300% faster than the competition. Ready to give your site a speed boost? Well, tell you what, neighbors, 
head on over to a2hosting.com. That's A2, that's number two, a2hosting.com. Check out their Prime Hosting account. And get this, neighbors, they're even giving you an exclusive 25% off discount for all our listeners. 25%. And remember, their Guru Crew support team is standing by 24-7, 365 days a year to answer any of your questions. Now, to get the discount, use the coupon code GENE when you check out. Gold isn't for you? Ted Anderson, president of Midas Resources, one of the world's premier gold and precious metal investing firms. I get it. You wouldn't buy gold if you believed that the government is doing a great job, that the Fed will stop handing out trillions of dollars like bailout candy, that Social Security would be there for you. That's not what's happening. You might even pass on gold if the stimulus package wouldn't fuel inflation, or that the dollar wouldn't lose value, or that your retirement would be secure. If all looks rosy to you, then now is not the time to buy gold. For the realists, there have never been more sobering reasons to diversify with gold. Since 2001, the U.S. dollar index has tanked 30% while gold has risen 300%. Right now, savvy investors are adding gold to their portfolios. You should too. Find out what they know. Call us and I'll send you 10 reasons why gold will do very well, free. 800-686-2237. 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. For over five years, you've been hearing about the Berkey guy, so you may know a few things about him. For example, you are well aware of the superior quality and effectiveness of Berkey water filters and accessories. But did you know the Berkeys have had independent lab tests done to prove just how effective they are? It's true, and he can email you the test results. Just visit GoBerkey.com. You may also know that the Berkey guy has helped tens of thousands of people get better prepared. Now here's something you may not know. GoBerkey.com has amazing specials and deals all the time on a wide variety of survival and preparedness products. Most ready to ship same day. Visit the Berkey guy at GoBerkey.com and be sure to click the red Products on Sale Now button. You can always call toll-free 877-886-3653. Again, that's 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com, home of the Berkey guy. The human body is extraordinary. Despite all the stresses we inflict upon it, it still works hard to stay in balance. Thousands upon thousands of people rely upon heart and body extract to help their body stay balanced. This excellent 100% natural herbal formula helps maintain healthy blood pressure levels, cleans arteries, promotes good circulation, balances cholesterol, and more. HB extract paired with healthy lifestyle choices like good nutrition and exercise can give you a life free of pain, sickness, and fear. Recapture your youthful vitality and experience your body healing itself with the aid of HB extract. It's extremely effective and it starts working in just days. Visit hbextract.com to learn more and to read scores of testimonials from satisfied customers. And we've never increased our price in over 10 years. That makes heart and body extract as great a value now as it was the first day we sold it. A healthy heart is a happy heart. Call 866-295-5305 or go to hbextract.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. 
have a few more questions left, I think, in the tilt because we didn't give our listeners very much time about George Wingfield's appearance. Kirk Collins, you asked one question from Blowfish, one of our regulars. Anything else he says in his comments before we move on? Well, he had a question about Roswell, but we covered that. So let's move on to, this is actually bordering on the paranormal. Uh, George, what are your thoughts about reincarnation and ghost interaction prior to someone's sleep paralysis cases? Well, this is uh, not by uh, by particular area, but all I can say, it's interesting. Okay, uh, there are a number of people who make out great cases for reincarnation, but I'm not really persuaded. And if we are a reincarnation uh, of some previous soul who's passed on, and we have no memory whatever of that previous incarnation, what good is it? What proof is there that uh, we are this reincarnation? So I'm a lot of that stuff I'm inclined to push into the flapdoodle basket and say, well, okay, that's what you say, but you've got to prove it. Uh, otherwise, I'm not buying it. I think that's the thing that bothers me so much about reincarnation. If we're sent back here to learn something and we don't remember what we did wrong, what's the value? Yeah, exactly. Kurt? We've got a question here from SRL, and uh, we'll have to, uh, it's really going to be two parts. First, did you say this? And second, can you expand on it? He's, he thinks that you had posted comments along the lines that the UFO phenomenon represents humans from the future as we are looking at ourselves in the future. And he says it was surprising because of the way it was written, and you were strong about your opinion. So first we want to verify, did you say that? And then if so, uh, can you expand on it? Well, first of all, I, I didn't say that. Someone may have posted something using my name or maybe making some mistake. I, I, I didn't say that, and I'm certainly interested in, in the possibility of time travel, but uh, it leads to logical inconsistencies. If you can go back in time, you were talking about persons from the future, people from the future coming back to this particular age. If you, you can go back in time, say we went back 100 years, uh, we could do things which would change the present. So I can't see you can accept that from a logical point of view. I think uh, you can go forward. Um, if you travel close to the speed of light, you, you can certainly go hundreds of years on because you wouldn't age. You wouldn't you'd age, age very slowly. But I don't think you can come back again. That's my point of view. Well, let's take a, a- more of a, a Jacques Vallée look at this. And, and if, if the things that, that we're seeing, we, we sort of touched on this earlier, is um, that we were seeing these mysterious things, and just as we saw airships that were in advance of our technology, is it somehow our mind perceiving this as a, as, you know, we drive cars and fly planes, so we think that this has to be some technological explanation. Do you think it could be a matter of interpretation? Yes, I, I think it could be a matter of interpretation. If you think about all those um, UFO cases back in the uh, 1950s, uh, pilots were seeing uh, spheres and uh, disks, and they were usually shiny metal objects, which were um, 
more or less the same sort of thing as uh, jet airplanes in, in that day and age. And they were thought of in those terms. There's a shiny metal disc. It appears to have portholes, and it's probably got a pilot or a crew on board. And it was thought of always in those terms. And then we move on. We're moving away from that. And uh, when we get into the 1980s and the 1990s, we're seeing a lot of huge triangular craft, which... Um, there are certain resemblance to huge um, airliners and things of that kind rather than military planes. And I think that people's concept of what they're looking at is covered by uh, the perception of human technology uh, at the time they're looking. I think it's colored by that. You see, what, what has always worried me is that um, most people, uh, UFO, UFO believers, tend to think we're looking at craft of some kind, probably with extraterrestrials on board. And um, I say, well, if we're looking at a craft, why don't we have any photographs of a structured craft, UFO? And some people say, oh, but we do. And then, of course, you get stuff like Billy Mars models and Billy Mars fakes and so on, and then you get other people who say, there's a picture of a structured craft. In almost every single case I can think of, the structured craft has been shown to be a fake. I'm not convinced you have real structured crafts. You may have something like lights in the sky or an assembly of a, a number of lights in the sky, which are going off and on, and that's your UFO. But um, whether there's any structure behind it, some people say, okay, there was a, a dark superstructure connecting the, the lights we saw. Okay, but um, I still want a photograph, and uh, we don't have any photographs of that kind. Well, that's been the entire problem of the UFO field. So many of the sightings are conventional, obviously conventional, or just lights in the sky, and we need the really deep cases showing structured craft, making incredible maneuvers, lots of witnesses to have a mystery. And there are those cases, and we still don't understand what they are. But do you think at all, since we've seen the evidence of government involvement, that they really have any guilty knowledge of anything? Let, let, let me uh, give you one particular case of an alleged structured craft. Um, you make what you will of this story, but a good friend of mine called a Andy Abercrombie from Texas uh, went to Gulf Breeze in 1991, and it just so happened that uh, Stephen Greer and his um, his followers were all there, and Stephen Greer, you know, has, has the great UFO guru, to some people, the great UFO guru. But not so, to us. Not, <laughs> not to you. No, I'm very skeptical of Stephen Greer. Stephen Greer said, uh, no, I want you to all be at Shoreline Park uh, because there's going to be a UFO uh, will be coming over at 8 o'clock, exactly 8 o'clock. So large numbers of people, including Stephen Greer's disciples and Stephen Greer himself, were there in, in the usual viewing position, Shoreline Park, Gulf Breeze, Florida. And sure enough, I don't think it was a fake, three bright lights in the sky, which seemed to form, formed a triangle, didn't know whether they were connected or whether they were independent bright lights, uh, appeared, they moved around, and they moved towards uh, Shoreline Park, where all these people were. My friend Andy uh, was watching these. He saw them. He said, yeah, 
this was the real thing. And Stephen Greer is telling his people through a, I don't know, a megaphone or something of this kind, he's saying, right, now they're coming in. You uh, know what? We have what to go somewhere for a second, and then we'll go back and find out after Stephen Greer said they're coming here. I yeah. actually believe that one time if a real UFO came up to him, he'd run the other way. We have George Wingfield with Gene and Kurt Collins. You're in. The Paracast. A little right, a little left, but always independent-minded. The Genesis Communications Network, GCN. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com We live in a complicated society. Stressful issues are always popping up. Have you ever been treated unfairly by someone? Have you ever been overcharged for a repair? Have you ever signed a contract or a document? Worried about identity theft? How many times have you been in those unique situations where you just wanted to call an attorney to find out if you're right or wrong or what your legal rights are? But every time you think about calling an attorney, what do you think about first? That's right. Who do you call and how much will it cost? Our friends at Legal Shield have found a solution. With a nationwide network of 6,900 attorneys who average over 19 years of experience, Legal Shield's law firms take over 40,000 calls per week helping their members. For less than $20 per month, you can have access to Legal Shield on everything from the trivial to the traumatic. Let Legal Shield stand up for your rights at lsprotection.com. That's lsprotection.com. Or call 855-340-SAVE. 855-340-7283. Results will vary from case to case. Hi, everyone. I'm pharmacist Ben, nutritional pharmacist and host of The Bright Side. The good news about nutrition and health. The good news that if you or someone you care about is on a prescription drug or has some kind of health challenge, there's a gentle, natural, healthy way to address most health issues without drugs and without doctors. And it's as simple as understanding how the parts of the body work and how they interact with the foods we eat and the nutrients we take in. If you've heard me on The Bright Side or at one of my presentations, you know I'm a man on a mission. A mission to help you understand health and wellness and the remarkable healing powers of the biological system called the human body. And if you like the bright side, you're going to love my new website, brightsideben.com. You'll find articles and links. You'll be able to access archives and we'll even have exclusive information that you won't hear on the radio show. And of course, you can purchase the Longevity Nutritional Supplements and even sign up to join my Longevity team and make an impact. 
make a difference and maybe make some money too. Check out brightsideben.com. That's brightsideben.com or call 866-735-2470 for more information. Attention taxpayers. If you've received a notice from the IRS or state, do not ignore it. It's also a big mistake to try and handle your tax problem on your own. If you owe back taxes, it's a fact that the government has the power to take everything you own, including your home, business, wages, savings, and your freedom. But here's the good news. There's a special toll-free tax hotline set up especially for you. This tax hotline will tell you about new programs that are geared to help you dramatically settle, reduce, or eliminate what you owe. But you have to call now. Take down this number or put it in your cell phone. But call 877-345-7645. That's 877-345-7645. When you call, you get free information on how you can reduce or eliminate back taxes, including penalties and interest. You can also be helped if you have unfiled returns, a tax lien, wage garnishment, bank levy, or if you have been entered into a payment plan but can't make the payments. Don't make the big mistake in thinking you can ignore or handle your tax problem on your own. You can stop the collection process immediately at 1-877-345-7645. That's 1-877-345-7645. This is Micah Hanks of the Grayley Report, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Gulf Breeze, Florida, Stephen Greer, are they here? George Wingfield, please tell us. Right. Well, this appears to have been a triangle. There are three bright lights forming an equilateral triangle. Uh, Whether there was a craft behind that or not, I don't know. Uh, But Andy is watching these lights, and they did come towards the observers, and people were shouting people were getting highly excited and Greer was telling them Greer was saying it's a structured craft it is a craft and it's going to land are you guys ready and of course he had put uh, a lot of his people through protocols of what had to be done when the UFOs landed when the aliens arrived a lot of people thought that moment had come and that was Greer he was telling them this was a structured craft well of course the fact was it didn't land. It was never seen as a structured craft by my friend Andy Abercrombie. And life went on. Uh, so what are we to make of that? I think one of the lessons here is that different people see different things. Uh, you may not see the same object or the same image of a UFO as the person who's standing next to you. I think a, a lot of this, uh, our minds are bit like computers, and they are looking at the unknown. And this is some kind of an unknown, which may consist of a number of lights in the sky, and they will see it differently, if they see it at all. Well, the thing I wonder about here is about what you just said, that we all see different things. So the question is here, is there a source, genuine phenomenon that we perceive differently because it's just too alien to us? Well, that could very well be, yes. Um, I don't know aliens right word but um it's something of a very mysterious nature we are desperately trying to put that into a pigeonhole say this is a craft or this is a ball of light or this is something else and our minds are failing because here you've got something of a mysterious nature which uh, i i believe you do have and um it just doesn't work what our concept of what this is uh, we're left wondering, but we've tried to make it into 
an alien spacecraft or tried to make it into ball lightning or tried to make it into uh, some military aircraft of an unusual kind. But we're, we're left in, in this position of uncertainty. And some people may not see at all what you're seeing. It's, it's a very strange thing. And, and most UFOs like this are, let, let me say, they're completely silent. That's one, uh, one thing I've got from most UFO reports of the, the type of uh, UFOs we're talking about. Uh, in fact, I think, you know, UFOs are many different things. But let's put this into a category of, of UFO. Let's call them, let's call them type G uh, UFOs. That's, uh, it's not, that's not G for George, but um, they're more like a ghost. You're looking at something which is like a ghost. You're not certain what it is. It's, you're not certain whether it's a physical object, it's entirely silent, it's moving, and you're not certain that the person next to you is seeing the same thing that you're seeing. They're probably seeing something, because there is something there, whether it's physical or whether it's non-physical, we don't know. Will we ever find out? Well, I hope we'll find out. I hope we'll get a better idea. But to try and sort of go for it head on, doesn't seem to work because people have been trying to do this in various ways for 50 years and we've got to go about it a different way and I think we have to have a much better understanding of uh, how our minds work and uh, how not just our psychology but our whole consciousness and we've got to think the processes uh, through very carefully as to what produces that image on, on one's retina of what we call a UFO. I've got another got question. Another. This one's from uh, Blowfish. He wanted to know um, if, uh, well, we'll say except for your sighting, because you mentioned that briefly, but while investigating uh, uh, crop circles or anything else, have you ever experienced related or unrelated unexplained events? Uh, well, I, I did have uh, in a crop circle back in uh, 1989, I was with some other people, and uh, yeah, well, there were unexplained events, but I think I should, um, uh, I, I'd have to tell you the circumstances more. One of the people, uh, there were six people in the crop circle, it was that night, and um, we had with us um, a well-known medium called Rita Gould. I don't know what's happened to her now, but she was a medium, and she claimed to be able to make things materialize, and she claimed all sorts of things. Uh, I was always very suspicious of her. Um, when, you, when, when you get into the realm of mediumship and seances and uh, poltergeists, um, there's always some uncertainty. Uh, one feels that quite a lot of this is false or contrived. Some of it may be due to the fact that the sitters at the seance are hypnotized into thinking this or that. And these things are all happening in the dark, rather like, rather like uh, UFOs are usually happening in the dark. And you're not quite sure what's gone on. And um, I have written about that years and years ago. And um, it was, there were unexplained things. But that's not the general uh, form for a crop circle. Uh, I, I have said, and I, you know, I'm convinced that the vast majority of crop circles are made by people they're very carefully made. This still goes on, and people are deceived by that. 
but there may be there may be mysterious crop circles which are not made by people. I don't know whether they're made by UFOs or what they're made by, but um, I can only talk about the ones I know about. The same goes for UFOs as well. When you mentioned medium, it, it my mind jumped back to your Stephen Greer story. Uh, what year was that? That you were the story you were telling uh, Gulf Breeze. Oh, that was uh, I believe. Um, 1991, and it was in July, and uh, this particular UFO, which was um, really an equilateral triangle of lights in the sky, uh, was actually recorded on on video, and uh, there, may be, there may be a copy of that somewhere around on the internet, for all I know. Well, the, the reason I mentioned it, I had a strong sense of deja vu because something happened a few months ago, and this one was this was posted online, and it was it sounded like exactly the same situation: a group of uh, Stephen Greer's believers, some and a, near a body of water. Uh, I can't remember the, the particular coastline. Uh, three lights coming in. It was almost as if it was staged, and and during instead of uh, the things he was saying in your story. It was, uh, these, these aren't flares, these aren't flares. But there's been some photo analysis that seems to indicate they're flares. So, no, yeah, uh, Well, okay. These were definitely not flares. And uh, leading on from that story, uh, at the time of the, um, the Gulf Breeze UFO sightings, I think that all Ed Walters' photographs were, in fact, faked. I don't think as much doubt about that. They were faked using models and double exposure and various other techniques. But the, the fact of the matter is that uh, there was huge interest in the UFO subject in in the Panhandle of Florida and in Gulf Breeze in particular at that time. And every night people would go out, they'd go out to Shoreline Park in Gulf Breeze and they'd go out to Fort Pickens at the end of Santa Rosa Island and they'd watch for hours. And on many occasions, um, a UFO would appear, which is known as Bubba, and it became, you know, quite a favorite UFO, and it was sort of a, a dull red color, and it would sort of materialize up in a certain angle from where the observer stood. It was a bit different at times, and then sometimes it would sort of fragment and slowly drift apart. And what this was, no one really knew, but I, I talked to enough people who had seen this and said, yeah, yeah, sure, that was something wrong. It wasn't a flare. It wasn't uh, it, it wasn't aircraft from the Naval Air Station of Pensacola, or it wasn't a balloon. It wasn't anything. It was something of a truly mysterious nature. We and have what, a truly mysterious break to come. And then we'll be back with our final segment with George Wingfield. You're in the Paracast. Independently leading the way for the nation. Compelling talk for every political persuasion. We are GCN. Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. 
It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Did you know that drinking pure, high alkaline water is one of the most important factors in maintaining high energy and vibrant health? Most experts agree that the water you drink should be at a pH level of 8 or higher. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops, available only at AlkaVision.com, combine a unique formula of only the most alkaline minerals. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops alkalize your water, ridding the body of harmful toxins, and helps you regain health and energy. Alkalizing your water by simply adding 10 drops of AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops helps the body rid itself of acidic waste, increases oxygen content, and raises the pH of your body to healthy levels. And bacteria and viruses cannot survive in an alkaline high pH environment. Order your bottle of AlkaVision Plasma pH drops for only $29.95 at AlkaVision.com. That's A-L-K-A-Vision.com. Or call 269-409-1776. 269-409-1776. Alkalize your body. Supercharge your health at AlkaVision.com today. You're fired. According to the Small Business Administration, 75% of small businesses plan to eliminate jobs or reduce workers' hours to part-time. You're fired. According to Gallup, the unemployment rate recently jumped to nearly 9%, and the underemployment rate hit a staggering 17.9%. You're fired. One out of three young adults and one out of two recent college graduates are underemployed. Hello, I'm Keith Abel, a pharmacist and a home business entrepreneur. In 2011, I became one of those statistics myself. Instead of looking for another job in corporate America, I joined Dr. Joel Wallet, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy. We're creating steady incomes for ourselves and would like to show you how to do the same. If you want to supplement your current income, replace your income, so you don't have to become one of the statistics, then give me a call toll-free at 866-257-3105. 866-257-3105. You're fired. Don't wait till you hear those words. Start creating an extra income today. 866-257-3105. Attention taxpayers. If you've received a notice from the IRS or state, do not ignore it. It's also a big mistake to try and handle your tax problem on your own. If you owe back taxes, it's a fact that the government has the power to take everything you own, including your home, business, wages, savings, and your freedom. But here's the good news. There's a special toll-free tax hotline set up especially for you. This tax hotline will tell you about new programs that are geared to help you dramatically settle, reduce, or eliminate what you owe. But you have to call now. Take down this number or put it in your cell phone. But call 877-345-7645. That's 877-345-7645. When you call, you get free information on how you can reduce or eliminate back taxes, including penalties and interest. You can also be helped if you have unfiled returns. A tax lien, wage garnishment, bank levy, or if you've been entered into a payment plan but can't make the payments. Don't make the big mistake in thinking you can ignore or handle your tax problem on your own. You can stop the collection process immediately at 1-877-345-7645. That's 1-877-345-7645. This is Jacques Vallée. You're listening to the podcast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Kirk Collins is our guest co-host this week. A little bit later, we'll tell you about the Powercast Plus and how to join. This is our final segment with George Wingfield. Now, years and years ago, George, I interviewed 
the one and only Ed Walters uh-huh. for a magazine I used to publish. And he seemed like a nice guy and he seemed sincere enough, but I could see various reasons why we suspect what he said. I know for a time, at least, the late Jim Mosley seemed to believe him for a time. A lot of, a lot of people did. I believed him at first. What was it that broke the camel's back, as it were? Well, I forget the names of the people, but some some of the local MUFON people who saw a lot of him and were much closer to this than myself said, no, this is this is not real, and these photographs are being forged. I forget now the names of the people. And, of course, those people were demonized by other MUFON people. Uh, there was a huge group of people who really wanted to believe that Ed Walters' stuff was genuine. Chief amongst these, of course, was Linda Howe. Linda Howe was furious if anyone ever suggested that these photographs are forged. And then eventually Ed Walters sort of quit and vanished and refused to have any further contact with uh, the local um, UFO people and MUFON. House, which had been his, was sold. And certainly a model was found in the in the attic of the house by someone which exactly corresponded to the the shape of the ufo ufos which appeared in his pictures and people say well that's it you see he made these models and he unfortunately left one up in the attic of the house and when it was sold somebody discovered this but of course the ufo believers said oh no no that's been planted there by someone who's anxious to discredit the story so you see you got all, all this sort of nonsense but in my opinion in my opinion yes the ed walters photographs were all fakes uh other people will tell you otherwise it's a confusing situation and we we've tried to ask this before but you seem to indicate that there were there was genuine ufo activity minus what ed walters was doing so i kind of wonder it does seem to be there were a lot of people that were seeing things but were they there looking because he but his popularity, or did he just capitalize on that UFO interest? Well, he um, he sort of started the the Gulf Breeze flap by anonymously sending some of these photos to the local newspaper, and then you know there was huge interest, and then all sorts of people would go out to look for these UFOs, and at some stage, uh, people were out there every night watching for UFOs. And they started seeing them. Now, this is, it's not obvious, but the, this UFO called Bubba, this sort of dull red UFO, which appeared on frequent occasions, and people saw it, and there are some photographs. It's just a glowing mass in the sky. And one has to ask whether this was some, something generated by the consciousness of all these UFO believers who were looking up in the sky and believing there was something real going on. You're saying, in short, that after the fake UFO sightings, so many people believed there were real UFO sightings that the force, whatever it is, granted their wish. Yes. I'm suggesting it was something of this kind. There was such a an interest and such a, a fervent belief that there were real UFOs around Gulf Breeze that people saw these things. So is that a case of if enough people in any part of the country believe UFOs are going to come, they will? I don't know, because you have these situations where 
they set up sky watches because UFOs are seen in an area and more often than not, that's it. No more come. Well, I'd um, put it, uh, let's get away from UFOs just for a moment and say, when you have uh, Catholic religious miracles, you get groups of people who say, well, they've seen an apparition of the Virgin Mary. And, uh, you know, a number of people will be drawn to such a group who will have possibly even regular sightings of the Virgin Mary. This happens to place in uh, Croatia, I think it's Croatia, uh, or Bosnia, uh, called Mojigoria. And for years, I don't know if it's still going on, a group of about, about a dozen young Catholics who were ardent believers would gather and they'd say they would see the Virgin Mary there. Of course, non-Catholics and other people who weren't part of this group would come and see them, and they were all behaving as if they could see this image of the Virgin Mary, but outsiders didn't see anything. They just saw a lot of people who were in, in, in a sort of a fervent state of uh, agitation or belief or whatever was going on. I said before that I think very often uh, some people see UFOs and people standing right alongside do not see whatever the UFO seers are seeing. And that's why I call them, uh, this is something of a, a ghost-like UFO, maybe type G UFOs, uh, something of this variety. Now, we have now just we a have couple minutes go- left. You don't think we'll ever solve this thing, do you? Well... You say solve this thing, that, that's making a huge assumption that UFOs are all one thing. I think UFOs are many different things. And I can't rule out there are extraterrestrial UFOs, which are physical craft. I can't rule that out. But I think that's probably, if that's there at all, it's only a tiny bit of it. I think there are a lot more different things which are not connected with aliens or spacecraft, which form the UFO phenomenon. Well. I just wonder how long we'll continue to do this and how long people will continue to say that E.T. is among us. And I also wonder sometimes if E.T. did land and people will say, we've been watching your ships all these years. They will say in whatever language they speak or whatever way they communicate. What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure that's right. Sort of reminds you of an article that was written many years ago about whether Martians see UFOs. So the question would be whether the aliens, if they land, whether they'd say, you know what, we are not the things you saw, but we see UFOs too. How about that? George Wingfield, would you tell our listeners if there's any place online they can find more of the things that you do? I was hoping to put up a website or a blog site and um, getting things together slowly. But uh, I, I sent you that a uh, recent thing on cattle mutilation. I haven't decided quite where to post it yet. I don't know if you like posting such stuff on the Paracast or whether I should put it somewhere else. You know what? You're free to visit the forums at forum.theparacast.com. You're free to post anything you want. If the system doesn't allow you to post a full article because there is a word count issue, then you can divide it in half and put it there. Okay. It's a word count. And what happens if it's got um, photographs in the words? I'm thinking in terms of uh, Microsoft Word articles running to maybe 20 pages with several photographs included. Should you put up the photographs separately? Let me tell you how we'll do it. Save it as a PDF file, which you probably can do, and then post a link to that file. 
and we can put it on our website. Just contact me. We'll put it on the site saying, here's a 20-page piece from George Wingfield, or you could post it, and we'll do it that way, okay? We'll discuss that after the episode. Kurt Collins, where do we find you online? I've got some material of interest at uh, jimmosley.com and then my personal blog, blueblurrylines.com. Now, let me tell you about the Paracast Plus because we got that second radio show called After the Paracast. And last week, we featured both Kurt and Chris O'Brien. And the only way you can hear it is to join Paracast Plus at plus.theparacast.com, P-L-U-S dot theparacast.com. You sign up for a modest monthly, annual, or five-year fee. You get two things after the Paracast podcast, which is kind of an unfettered environment where we go on for 20, 30, 40 minutes and talk about things that extend the Paracast but go beyond it sometimes. We also give you an ad-free version of this show with a higher-resolution audio. So if you don't like the network ads, that's the way to get beyond it. And one more thing. If you subscribe for one year or five years of Paracast Plus, you'll get a copy of Chris O'Brien's book, Stalking the Tricksters, Changing the Paradigm, Stalking the Tricksters by Chris O'Brien, if you sign up for Paracast Plus for a year or five years. Kurt, thank you so much on very, very short notice for joining us on the Paracast this week. Uh, My pleasure. And George Wingfield, we didn't give you much warning, but it's a great show. Thanks for coming back. My pleasure, too. Greatly enjoyed that. The Paracast, featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien, is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast.